Welcome back to the Zerk Coffee and Chaos podcast, a show where we will talk about anything and everything relating to what it means to be a survivalist and a prepared individual in today's society. I'm your host, Chris Bartagone. Back with me, as always, my co-host, Jamie Franks. Jamie, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to see you. And because I'm seeing you and hearing you, that means that the grid is still up and in place and cell phone towers are still functional and we still have Wi-Fi. So we might make it to the end of 2023 intact. I think we will. I think we will. Uh, looking down at the show notes, we realized this was show number 37. So uh, 37 episodes so far into this and um, kind of what you just said there is we are recording this on video so this week's episode will be on your favorite uh, podcast audio channel so Spotify Apple Podcasts wherever else you listen to them uh, and it will also be up on YouTube so you get to see how good we look in our polo shirts and black hair or our hairstyle and black polo shirts. Um, <laughs> but, uh, episode 37, I, uh, you know, th when I put this thing up, it asked for a season and this is still season one. I don't know how to really switch it over to season to season two, but, uh, we'll just continue this with season one and just have a marathon never ending season. But, uh, your hair does look. Or good. we're gonna have to work on a really good cliffhanger to transition. Uh, yeah, how do you? Two. I mean, how do you do so, a cliffhanger for a podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Got to figure that out. We'll be innovators. We will. We will be innovators. Um, and folks, like this sounds really cool right now. And what's funny about this is we literally just were talking for five minutes without hitting record, and so this is a complete redo. So welcome to the blooper reel but not really. Uh, anyway, where we were, what we were talking about before we had to start this thing over was uh, we, we were talking about how good Jamie's hair looked yesterday. Um, yesterday. Yesterday, and how look good my hair looks today. Uh, and then we were actually talking about Paul Taylor, Mr. X's hair, uh, and how good he looked in his back-in-the-day young, young gentleman picture from, uh, from when he was serving our country. Um, and you, uh, we were talking about yours as well. Um, yeah, well, he, well, he always gives me shit about being like Navy, Navy hair gel guy or whatever. Right. right. Uh, so I said he would have loved the way my hair looked yesterday when we tried to record. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I, I don't really think it was for Veterans Day. I just think the no. timing happened to yeah. line up. But uh, he's starting a new training company, uh, Warhorse Tactics, I believe it is. It, it and, is, but uh, but I don't think that's new. I think he's he's had that. Well, he rebranded it. He had Controlled Chaos as a yeah. uh, as a as a training company. Um, but he did just recently purchase a house, and he's got land, and he's been able to. Uh, in Pennsylvania, he has, he's got a range now on his property with a pole barn. And so he's going to be able to do some classes in Pennsylvania for Zert. Um, it'll just be like a regular range that we can use. So pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, but he 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 posted, uh, if you're listening, like look up Warhorse Tactics. Uh, Paul yeah. is a phenomenal instructor. I mean, as a as an experienced firearms instructor myself, um, when he and I taught, uh, like a joint class together last year, um, I, I even, even myself at, as a, as a pretty experienced, pretty knowledgeable firearms instructor, I was able to put some things in my toolbox that, that I took away from him. He's a phenomenal instructor. So, uh, look up Warhorse tactics, but, um, kind of in conjunction with veterans day, he posted a profile of this, you know, dude with a army dress uniform on and a you know green beret on his head and this like impressive bio and i'm like okay i, I read the bio but <laughs> who is this and I, I had to stare at the picture for like four full minutes and i realized that's paul and, uh, <laughs> yeah it's but, uh you know, I guess I, we, we were all soldiers once and young yes yes and then you put up i know you uh i know you post that whole Nedard Stark thing that's great because it's always you know winter is coming and it was and it, it's all often used right before like school starts like brace yourself school pictures are school pictures are, are coming and and then right before Veterans Day you put that up about brace yourself I I welcome for my welcome for my service or is it I I served. Well, no, so, so the the meme is always brace yourself boot camp profile there pictures it is. are coming yeah. because I I always make fun of everybody for 
changing their profile picture to their bootcamp picture, anybody that served. And like, I, I don't know, I don't know who started that. And I don't know why it continues to this day. I think it's a little bit silly, but everybody that served always chooses their bootcamp picture to, to change for their profile picture for veterans day weekend. And I always make fun of that. So I figured in the, in the interest of intellectual honesty, right. um, I did not change my profile picture, but I did put my 17 year old Jamie yeah, camp picture in my story uh, for Veterans Day. Yeah, and let I, everybody feast their eyes on that. I and I, and I replayed that one a couple times. I'm like, who is this? Why is he posting somebody else? I was like, oh wow, yep. that's Jamie. I was like, all right, well there it is. Um, yeah. When I went to boot camp, I was six feet tall and 135 pounds. Oh my! Wow, are you still six feet tall? I am. Okay, yeah, just checking. You know, some 135 people, pounds. No, no, that's all right. Um, well, folks. Thank you for spending 37 weeks listening to us uh, on this episode. We hope that you have uh, enjoyed them. We hope that you've laughed at some of them, and we hope that you have taken notes and retrained some of your thinking uh, after listening to some of these. Maybe we'll do a, a big 50th anniversary or 50th episode event, or maybe even a 100th uh, episode event. Um, I, it's some some ideas to throw out there. Just a couple of things on on the Zert side. So obviously, if you are listening to this and uh, are a Zert member and or interested in becoming a Zert member, we are bringing training back for next year. Um, we we ha obviously had classes in the beginning of the year, and and some of them did very well. And then things, you know, whether it's the economy or other things that are happening. Um, we didn't get quite as much turnout as we did. Uh, if you are in a local state or, or if you're, if you're in your state and you're looking for local training, uh, just contact your state moderator, your state point of contact and, uh, set something up. We will be doing quarterly two day events like we did in Oklahoma last year. So keep an eye out for that stuff as well. Um, but today's episode is, Something that we have alluded to throughout a couple of our other episodes, um, and it is the topic of the gray man. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic music. Yeah, and again, we always like to try to cite recent current events to kind sure. of drive home the, the, the realism and the authenticity of what we're talking about and how it actually does have a place in what's going on in the world right now. And I mean, um, there was the, you know, the invasion of Israel by Hamas and the, the, the now like kind of infamous, uh, you know, murder of, of the people at the Israeli music festival. And, right. and now we're starting to enter into like kind of another block of time. Like we saw a few years ago where, um, mostly peaceful protests around our own country are starting to become not so mostly peaceful. Right. And there, there might be a time and a place, you know, here, here in today's environment in, in this country where you might need to, uh, blend in and or, you know, uh, I escape may be a strong word, but evade attention sure. and, and get yourself out of a situation that maybe you didn't intend to be in. All right. So let's, so, so let, let's, I guess the, we do jump around, but let's, we'll start at the beginning first. Right. And yeah. first off gray spelled G R A Y or G R E Y, however you choose to spell it. Um, but when we talk about what a gray man is, I'm sure there are a lot of people that listen to this show that understand what that is, and then there might be some that do not. So for the purpose of just providing all of that information, um, when we talk about a, a gray man, it's a... Unfortunately, the internet defines it a, a, a bunch of different ways. Um, but Jamie, how would you... How would you Kind of frame it up. What a what a what a gray man is. Yeah, like a lot of things, the the term has. I, I almost think for each individual person has has a has a different definition. But like I I would define it as just appearing to be uh, an unassuming person that doesn't stand out, doesn't draw attention, but 
at the same time still being well prepared and well equipped for for an emergency situation. Um, I, and, and I think that's a I think that's a good way to frame it up. But what what I want people because you said it right there, and that's what I want to blending in. Right. That's the first thing. And, and, and where I kind of have a note is, you know, what is a gray man? The idea of blending in or being uh, being unsuspecting. Um, if you find yourself at, you know, the Ponte Fest, and for those who don't like or the or your local Italian fest and you want to go get some sausage and peppers. You got to understand what blending in there means. Right. Like if everybody's going there wearing track pants and you know and an adidas jacket with with a gold chain and you roll in dressed like a, you know a gray man with a sling pack and and khakis with your combat boots you're not blending in right so i so i think the, like the idea is perfect the way that you framed it up but it does i think the one thing is understanding what that environment you're blending into includes. Yeah, and there like there's a few points I guess to to take from that right off the top. So, um, you know, one version of blending in is just in everyday life on the street. If, you know, if I'm sitting in a restaurant or sitting in a movie theater and I see you walk in, I don't notice anything. I don't even look twice at you. I, I mm -hmm. think when I see you, I just look right past you and I think nothing. So that's that's version one of blending in. Version two of blending in is I am specifically looking for you and can't find you now because you have blended in, meaning like right. something has happened. There's been an emergency. You know, the, the suspect description is guy in blue jacket with a red hat. And am, am I going to be able to look into the crowd and find guy with blue jacket and red hat? Um, so. Right. Version one is blending in just every day. Nobody looks twice at you. Version two is people are actually actively specifically looking for you and, and not be able to find you. And then like kind of the the other thing that. Well, before you go to that, what's oh, well, before you go to that, what's important about what you just said for, for anybody. And, and you, you've seen this in numerous movies, right? If, if you are looking for a guy in a red hat and a blue jacket, understanding that you can get rid of the red hat and the blue right. jacket also changes your appearance. So, you know, or if you're just in a black polo shirt and no hat and you understand that you can grab a or you have a, a, a hooded sweatshirt or something, but you, you can change that appearance. That's also kind of what is included in this right yeah, yeah absolutely and the the other the the third point i was going to make is that we do live in a time now where um you could run down the street in a gorilla suit past 100 people and 80 of them will have never seen person in gorilla suit running past so a lot of people do walk around with their heads up their ass which does play to your strong suit in in the day-to-day -day arena of being a gray man but uh, yeah but but I'm going to ever... I'm going to challenge that too, though, for a second, because this is the age of technology, and everybody has their face in their phone, right? And those quickly become, oh shoot, something just happened. Let me put my camera on. I mean, you've seen it time and time again. All of a sudden, oh, now you're now you're being recorded, right? And and that's exactly uh, that's exactly where I was going. Actually, is is when. When situation A becomes situation B, where now people are looking for somebody that matches your description, um, being guy with operator hat and operator clothing and 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 tactical backpack and everything, like now you're now you're not gray man anymore. Like now, now you are standing out. So, um, you know, people that have their heads up their butts will, will help you to an extent, but then when that shifts, you still need to be able to still be the gray right. man. So I think there's a, I think there is a perfect world of blending in, but also being unsuspecting, right? It's, yeah. it's no secret that during the summer, I, I mean, I love my, you know, my Zert, my death blossom party shirt among other party shirts. Um, and 
do they get noticed when I when I walk into someplace? Sure they do because they are they are loud and they're wild, right? And people are always like, "Hey, that's a great shirt, whatever." But that's unsus in a sense, it's unsuspecting. I'm not looking and non-threatening. And non-threatening exactly. Like I'm not trying to come off the with the, you know, tactical Timmy look with pocket cargo pants and, you know, combat boots with with my cuffs tucked into them where I'm where and now I see the evolution of these party shirts that they literally have guns and everything on them and that's the that is the <laughs> win, that is the Glock Sig Smith and Wesson window decal for your vehicle on your person like if you're going to wear that then you might as well just throw on a operator hat with a patch that says I operate great man great man yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was that? That was a movie when he wore the shirt that said uh, undercover on it. I think it had Jennifer Lopez yeah. in it. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like, yeah, it, it was great. That was a great little line in that movie. Um, but yeah, so, that, that's a that's a perfect little example, like of of you know, guy with a dad bod and a Hawaiian shirt is you know, is is a, a gray man that we don't want to look twice at, and so hey. I have an idea. Let's take this. Uh, let's take this unassuming, non-threatening, non-tactical shirt and put AR-15s all over it. Yeah, like, exactly. And, right. And now, now you have defeated your own purpose. Because yeah. Now you're guy but, walking around with AR-15 Hawaiian shirt. Exactly. Now, what I I think there are some. I think there are some definite non-starters for what to wear. I mean, it's funny if you go and you Google gray man or what is a gray man the first link that pops up is an article from 511 hmm. the clothing the apparel company right um i'm sure that's by accident i mean yeah who knows but uh they are literally the epitome of tactical looking apparel i mean sure do they have other stuff yes but if you want to find cargo pants in the tactical space, go there. I mean, you know, Vertex used to have them. They all used to have them. And then I think they try and move other ways and 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 get into less obvious clothes. But your 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 cargo pocket pants probably gonna not keep you in that blending in category. Your your Velcro hat with the patch on the front of it, like again. You know, people are going to recognize those things. They're not, you know, they're not normal. Yeah, people that are looking for it are definitely going to recognize it, and that kind of goes back to the gorilla suit thing. If you're trying to blend into uh, around people who don't care anyway, then it doesn't matter. But when you're when you're trying to blend in, or when you're trying to look like nothing, when you're trying to look like zero, um, for people that do know what they're looking for, that that's going to stand out and like. Um, you know, back in my 20s, I used to go into the Abercrombie store all the time. And this was just like my personal thing. Right. Like I I liked Abercrombie clothing. I liked the style of it. I like, you know, but the thing I didn't like was every single thing that Abercrombie sold said Abercrombie uh, in yeah, like exactly. huge letters on and and like 511 makes good stuff. I have 511 stuff, but like most 511 stuff is covered in 511 logos. And yeah. That, you yeah. know, that that was one of the things I was going to get to, you know, down my, my list of talking points here was um, if you're trying to blend in and trying not to be seen, you don't want to wear anything that like when somebody does survey the room and they're looking, you know, through through a crowd of people, you don't want things that like grab people's attention. The whole point right. of, a, of a big logo is to grab somebody's attention. Um, and so, you know, like part of to me part of being a gray man is just wearing like just regular casual dress, unassuming things. But like, you know, that's one thing to think about is wearing things that are like absent of logos. And yeah. And, and so attention grabbing designs. Right. But. And you know, a lot of times, obviously in the summer, you know, I'll wear just straight polo shirts and I love these grunt style polo shirts. The only problem is grunt style loves their logo. 
and they mm-hmm. slap it on the sleeve as big as they can. And then, you know, even on the on the the right sleeve, like there's the American flag. So it's I mean, I'm as patriotic as the next, but you know, there we go. Flag on the side, grunt style, muskets on the other side, you know, and does that mean that, oh, okay, well, this guy is carrying a firearm. No, I mean, I see plenty of other people that wear grunt style because you can find their stuff elsewhere. But it's just, again, this is a little bit too much. And I, I kind of wore this today um, on purpose. Yesterday when we decided to record, I was just wearing a flannel. Um, but even this, which is just a basic black polo shirt, has markings on it. Um yep. Vertex makes a great polo shirt uh, that has zero markings, none whatsoever. It's a little bit heavy, um, where this is a little bit lighter, but not bad. I, I mean, for, you know, everyday run-of-the-mill, like Under Armour, again, those logos are unsuspecting, right? I mean, they're not... They're not really telling you anything. They're, it's just a it's just a polo shirt. But when these companies in this industry in this space get into this, they can't help themselves. Yep. And you know, my ex wife used to always complain <laughs> that she used to always say I dressed <laughs> every day. I dressed like I was going camping, um, and I didn't look tactical. Um, and, Outdoorsy. And, and actually, like, well, right, because I would I would try to wear clothes that were. Um, that didn't have big overt logos and didn't have American flags all over them and just were kind of like neutral colors or earth tones or things like that. I mean, and, and uh, now like probably like my favorite clothing brand now is cool. K U H L. Like oh, yeah. I, I like wearing their stuff cause they have, it's their, uh, their cut good. Like I don't look yep. like I'm wearing a paper bag when I'm wearing it. Yep. Uh, their clothes are comfortable, functional, durable, but they have like nice designs that don't look tactical and they're, they have their logo on most everything too, but it's very small. Um, but again, and, and it's not, but that's not a logo that, I mean, I, I love cool's, um, yeah. sweatshirts, like their hooded sweatshirts are awesome, but they're, that's not a brand. I mean, it's an outdoor brand and a, and a hiking brand and whatnot, but it's not a brand that someone would suspect with anything like we're talking about. I, Prana yeah, is and that's an, exactly the yeah. point. So like I, I don't look like tactical guy. I don't I hope I don't look like guy that's going camping every day. Like it you know, like wearing clothes like that allows me to have a little bit of style, like allows me to look like a like kind of a modern, casually dressed non douchebag person. Right. And and still be the gray man, but still wear clothes that's like functional, like what you're saying, because it isn't a, like an outdoor brand, right? Um, so yes. that that goes back to that like original thing where I want to look unassuming, but I actually I still want to be able, you know, to have so discreet stuff in my pockets and stuff, right. you know. Like, now one of the things, you know, and we've talked about like we've talked about pants and shirts and and whatnot right now, but you know, footwear. Um, mm-hmm. jewelry, watches, things like that. I mean, you and I both love a Garmin watch, but that screams something, right? I mean, for the most part, it screams, It well, it, it can, right? That Or the, the Sunto, was it Sunto? Like another brand. If you went to SHOT Show three years ago, 90% of the people were wearing a Sunto watch or a Garmin watch. Yeah, and I think... Um... This, I think this is a really important point to make. Uh, yeah, like five or six years ago, there was kind of a, a tactical, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, Explosion. <laughs> no, well, yeah, but um, if you saw somebody wearing wearing a Garmin watch or a Sunto watch, that was like some sort of implication that, that, that this person may be um, you know, a military person or something like that. But now I think it's evolved enough that those have become common enough that that's maybe not such an indicator anymore. And like, just like, I think there was a time when if you were a, a like a regular dude, a guy walking around with a backpack, I think there is a time where that would have stood out. But like now I think that just wearing a, you know, people that just wear a backpack in day-to-day life, I think that has become common enough where, 
that alone doesn't make you stand out anymore. Now, if you wear a super tactical backpack with Velcro and patches and, and Molly panels all over it, right now, now we've stepped back in, into that realm right. where now you're, you're and, making yourself stand out again. And, and, and I'll never forget one of the first conversations that I had with uh, Daryl, who was um, the main guy over at Vertex for a long time. I remember it was my first show and I saw these things in their bags. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a bag guy. Like I like, I like bags. I like the backpacks. I mean, I like sling bags. I mean, I, I've got quite a few of them. Um, and I got my first gamut vertex gamut backpack from him back then. And it was a gray one and it was one of their prototypes. And I asked him, I was like, well, why aren't you making it in desert tan? He was like, cause those are the first people that get shot. And I was like, good, good, good point. Not good point. He is not wrong. Um, you know, if you're not familiar with Vertex um, and you have been watching the show, obviously we had John Patton from the Gun Collective on it, and they, there's a coupon code out there if you guys are interested in it. But um, what I like about Vertex's bags, and, and I can't really speak to a 511 one because I don't think I've ever owned one, but I've owned quite I a can, few. I can, and I'll talk about it in a second. Okay. I've owned quite a few of the of the Vertex bags, but they are unsuspecting and they have evolved their colors to literally look like like the one that i have i think it's called coral or something it's like you take it to the beach kind of bag but yeah. they're, they're, the molly is hidden you can you know pull a flap down and hide up and then shove it up underneath uh like a just another flap and then you have exposed molly should you want to but i, I don't know that it's necessary um their their bags are are designed for concealed carry, uh, meaning they are designed for off body carry. Um, I don't recommend that. I don't like that. But just for a regular bag, I mean, every day to day, I mean, that's it's not bad. I don't know how the five eleven so, ones stack up, but what you just said about the bag that you carry every day—if it looks more like a computer bag than a tactical one that's blending in. Yeah. Like, uh, so a few years ago, um, I built a, uh, um, a 300 blackout pistol with the law folder, right. law tactical folder nice. thing on it. And, uh, because like, you know, situations like we've talked about before where, um, you know, where you, you start to have like a, either by a natural or man-made disaster that, you know, we, you have some level of breakdown in society. Um, you don't want to hit the streets in your full combat gear and plate carrier and helmet with NVGs and and right. and chest rig and rifle and all that stuff. You're you're going to be the first one that gets killed, and somebody's going to take all your stuff. So um, when you're going out to to kind of survey the situation to see what the lay of the land is, you want to be a gray man. You want right. to you want to be a person that nobody looks twice at. Right. And so. You, you know, and depending on what the situation is, you might have to go through a checkpoint or you might have to, to and like, we like to talk movies all the time, but like that, the part in uh, Red Dawn where they like go back to town to get information oh, right, yeah. and they like stash their gear and, and, and then go into town, you know, unarmed to go into the drugstore. So while uh, most of the time I would definitely advocate for on body carry for both males and females females that are carrying in your purse i'm talking to you right um care you know carrying your firearm on body but there there may be situations where that's not advisable where you do need to be like super gray man and even be prepared to to be searched or go through a checkpoint or whatever so anyway uh, i built this uh, 300 blackout uh, pistol with the law tactical folder on it and so i needed a, a backpack that that would fit into um and so i i wanted a backpack that like in the the thing I had in my mind is I want a backpack that looks like any backpack that any college kid is carrying around right. on campus. Like I, I want something that just looks like a regular school backpack that doesn't look tactical, doesn't have Velcro, doesn't have Molly, is just in a, a neutral color palette. And the one that I found was actually, you know, in case anybody from 511 is listening, we're not crapping on your brand. The The bag that I found that fit my criteria was a bag by 511 and it's it's these like neutral like earth tone colors it looks like a backpack that you would see any normal college kid carrying on on any college campus it doesn't have all those like tactical giveaways um it was just big enough where i could fit my 300 blackout p 
pistol, AR pistol, it, you know, with the law folder into it. It has a secret compartment, kind of like what you were talking about, where I could slip a, a pistol and a pistol magazine uh, into it and, and still have, and I always talk about uh, whether you have like a go bag or a bug out bag or, or whatever like that. One of the most important things to put in your backpack is empty space so that you have room to collect things and put things in it as you, right. as you need. And so this bag, it, it's perfect and it's made by 511. And I think it's, it's like one of the perfect gray man bags. And I can't think of the exact, uh, you know, 511 names, all their stuff. I can't think of the, the actual name of the bag, but, but it was a 511 bag, but it doesn't have big overt logos. And again, it doesn't have any of those like tactical giveaways. On yeah. It, so, I mean, there, there, and we, we've done the bag thing on this show and, and we will probably go back to that and, and always circle around. I mean, there are some great brands out there. Um, I, I don't want to say, I mean, I'm not digging on 511. I just, you know, I, I think that there are, there are plenty of companies out there. Do your research on what, what works for you. Um, I'm a fan of Vertex bags, but I was a bigger fan of their original bags and some of their new ones are not awesome. Um, and I, I, hey, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Uh, Eberly Stock is another one that I have looked at. Uh, Dan, the employee uh, here that at Clark Armory, that's what he carries one of those bags every day. And again, it's, you know, I, I think, sure, there can be buckles and straps and whatnot on it. And, and that just works. I mean, camping backpack or hiking backpacks have stuff like that on it as well. Um, use it for well, you, you, you look at dive watches and dive watches were originally made to this like rigid standard and this certification and, and all this stuff. And who wore dive watches? Divers. Divers right. But because they were such a accurate, rugged, durable and kind of cool looking item now. I, actually, now I would say that it has gone so far as probably most of the people, the, the greater percentage of people wearing dive watches aren't actually divers. So this is, you know, where this comes into to like what you're talking about with like backpacks and stuff that have that, you know, maybe they do have a little bit of Velcro. They do have a little bit of straps. Um, maybe that comes from kind of the GWAT era where, you know, a little bit of cool looking military edge has made its way into like mainstream like regular fashion and and regular sure. and yeah and, I, and i'm sure that it, yeah I'm, I'm brands right and i and i'm sure that some of that has so you know the other thing is you don't necessarily need to walk around with a backpack on or a bag you know i mean blending in again it's understanding the environment being a gray man or or living that lifestyle or a z-man as we have uh discussed way way back in the beginning of this um for those zert members out there but it, it's more than just your attire it's everything it's the way that you act it's yeah. the way that it's your mannerism mannerisms it's it's all of that you know um Go like going back to that scene in the first Bourne movie where he like he walks in and he sits down at the diner and he just starts talking to the girl and he was like I know that I can get a firearm out of this truck I know that that guy's over there he can hold himself he can hold his own and whatnot and you know you said it before like scanning a room being able to read a room without being obvious that you're reading the room is is another thing like you don't need to you know clock somebody and and stare them up and down this that the other thing like those are some of those techniques and ta and, and tactics that mm -hmm. those guys use it's not it's it's being very quick about it but being very observant um kind of the best way to 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 put it like you know and then what and just kind of going back to that, reading the room is also reading your environment, knowing where you're going, knowing the people that are there. You know, you, you and I, when we talked about this yesterday, we talked about what a, an American would look like standing out overseas in Europe. Well, we're, we're going to stand out over there no matter what. They know who you are the second you walk around. You know, I mean, like you said, they don't wear shorts. We wear shorts over here. They don't wear baseball hats. We wear baseball hats. It's just, you know, for 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 a for a American citizen to be a gray gray man in overseas, 
there's a lot more that goes into it or to be, you know, unsuspecting and to blend in over there. Yeah. And that, that leads into a great point. And, you know, just to go back to use the example of 511, kind of what you were saying, like it, 511, as I guess, as a compliment to them, they have become such a big and popular brand that it's almost like a generic term now that when you say, uh, you know, guys wearing 511 pants, like that's just a synonym for a guy wearing tactical pants, but where the, the gray man ideal or the gray man, like the goal to be a gray man, I think where that's kind of become a little bit, uh, bastardized is when, cause you know, people that are, you know, veterans are, are proud of their veteran status and right. people that, uh, conceal carry, like have a measure of pride in, in the of fact course. that they, went through the process and got a concealed carry permit and, and that they conceal carry and people are proud to be second amendment advocates and, and all this kind of stuff. But, um, then you kind of cross over to where this lifestyle of, of being a, a responsible prepared individual that does go into a situation like you were describing and being able to read a room and, and being able to, to size up your situation and try to blend in, you, you kind of cross over to the negative side of the ledger where you like, let this become your whole identity. Right. And then you become, you're trying so hard not to stand out that you stand out, you know? Right. And so, um, you know, it, it's one thing I talk about, like it's being proud versus being smart. And it's one of the things that's taught to us in the military, like in, they, they teach us in, in seer training and seer school. It's a romantic thing in movies that the soldier has a picture of his wife and kids and in, in, inside of his helmet. But like right. nobody really does that because if you get captured, just having a picture of your wife and kids inside your helmet, that is a huge piece of information that can be used against you. So, um, it's it's a whole big uh, mentality of of don't give info to your enemy, and so if I'm sitting at a coffee shop and surveying the room exactly like you were just describing, um, I don't want to have anything that gives information to my potential adversary. And right. and um, you know, kind of one of the things that that you alluded to that oh that guy over there he looks like he can handle himself. Well, if you just like slouch a little bit and you wear like a little bit baggy clothes. Now you've taken that away. Now you you don't even if you are a guy that can handle himself. Now you don't appear, outwardly appear to be a guy that can handle himself. And so, I think um, like one of the hugest, probably the biggest in my opinion, like quote unquote gray man mistakes, is when you like let this become your your you let this like lifestyle and this mindset become your whole identity and consume right. your whole identity, and now by accident almost it becomes extremely outwardly obvious to, to a casual observer. Exactly. That, you know, exactly. Yeah. You, you want to be invisible, undetectable, unremarkable. And, and just like that. And it's funny. I mean, that's just like the men in black, but you know, th like there's a reason for that. Right. I mean, especially in certain situations, like in situ in a situation where, uh, like the shit hits the fan or whatnot, and you need to get from a, a a an area where there is a situation happening to to getting safe. You you want to blend in and and look like a panicked person and run and get away, not the calm. You know, I mean, like you know what I mean. Like you you want to blend into that. I mean, there's a there's a purpose to, or, or yeah, there's a I mean, there's a purpose to being unrecognizable and and blending in at that point versus well i mean blending in at that point i mean you, you, you'll when still be unsuspecting if you are, are are panicking with the group of people panicking running from the situation that just happened you know what i mean when you're trying to look like James Bond creeping down the street in the shadows, <laughs> right? You're gonna stand out, exactly. Because, like regular people don't look like right. that. So that that's I think that's a a little that's a funny little uh, analogy where you you're trying to look like a ninja creeping down the street in the shadows, but yeah, if you regular just, people don't look like a ninja in the shadows. So. If you just run with your hands up screaming like a girl, then you might just blend in and they're like, oh, okay, well, let that person go. I I mean. Here's the best way to put it. I mean, if, if think of the think of a the gray man. Well, not the best way to put it. It's just a, it's a funny way to look at it. But 
think of being a gray man as your version of the predator cloaking, right? I mean, the 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 predator was superior in those movies up until the end, but for the most part, it was, but yet still used stealth and cloaking to get the get the upper hand, and that may be a reach, but um, it's not a reach because. What did the predator look like? The predator looked like whatever was behind him. Right. So, the, like, that's a perfect way to think about it. Like, you need to try to look like whatever's behind you. And if that's a bunch of, uh, pan, you know, panicking people. I mean, it, you can you can take this one extreme or the other. I was about to say sure. uh, panicking people running away from a situation, or you could accidentally find yourself in the middle of like an Antifa protest that's like starting to get violent, and you could go the other direction and go, "Hey, bro." I'm with you guys. Hey, let me get one of those masks. Yeah. And, you know, because now, like, with uh, with security cameras and, like, AI facial recognition software and all this kind of right. stuff, that's why all these, like, Antifa people are, like, wearing, you know, quote-unquote COVID masks or, or like, yeah. balaclavas or whatever. You could be like, hey, bro, I'm with you. I need one of those masks I, so we don't I, get caught and well, you yeah. can blend in that way. Exactly. And that and that's the the – that's going back to the it's more than just the way you dress it's it's a complete mindset it's a complete uh, you know understanding of 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 tactics and mannerisms but b- b- just being aware of the environment and the situation that you're involved in and kind of observing without being obvious and and adapting like you just said that was a great point like you know Blending in, okay. If if you're surrounded by thirty of those people and they are shit's about to get real, you better be able to think on your feet and blend into that situation and remove yourself from that situation. Um, and here's here's another point because we're talking about the gray man. Mm-hmm. You know who doesn't really have this problem? Women. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. Like w- women really like we should in this case should take a page out of their book because like women understand the women have a uh women place an importance on like looking good first and you know like you look good by adhering to whatever is the current fashion trend and whatever is the current hairstyle trend and what like women i'll tell you this i never ever See, oh, and I and I was little backstory. I go back to um, when I was a rescue swimmer instructor, and I was uh, TAD or temporarily assigned to uh, the rescue swimmer school in Pensacola. And so, you know, I, I my family wasn't out there. I was out there by myself for several months, um, temporarily assigned to rescue swimmer school. And so, I like I like movies, so I go to the movies a lot. And I like this one time stands out in my mind where I'm just sitting there by myself, minding my own business, got soda and got popcorn waiting for the movie to start. And this dude walks in and he is like the stereotypical tactical Timmy from head to toe. And like, I immediately know that guy has a gun and he's in his mind. I think he thought he was the gray man. Right. But I could spot him from a mile away. And I'll tell you, I've never I don't think I've ever seen a woman that that has been the case. I've never I've never been sitting in a in that proverbial movie theater or yeah, restaurant no. or coffee shop and I've never seen a woman walk in and go that's yeah. tactical Tamara Tina Tina tactical Tina. There we go. I like that. I like it. Yeah, no, Tina doesn't really exist. So like that's that's a like I think you're right. It I mean it's not something and that's not, you know, I mean hey, if anybody out there is 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 seeing different let us know um i mean I, I i'd love to ask a question to all the people listening right now and you know comment on the on the post when you see it but i mean when you when you are out and about whether you're going to dinner with your family the movies you know uh, whatever the case may be you know are you are you looking are you actively looking do you can you spot that i mean is it something that you know, you're, I don't want to say, are you a trained observer, I guess, is the, is the best, is the best way to put it. Um, and if you're not figure out how to become a trained observer, I mean, that we talk about, we talk about training on this, 
on this episode often, and we talk about firearms training, medical training, and I would lump this under survival training. Um, becoming a trained observer is is important just when you go out to dinner in a restaurant. I mean, if you walk in to a restaurant and, I, you know, Kyle talks about this uh, w- and with his wife, Melinda, but if you walk into a restaurant and you look at tables and you see 10 tables and eight of them all have the guy with their back to the wall, what are you, what are you thinking? Are you thinking they watched too many episodes of the Sopranos or, you know, are they, are they, do they have their back to the wall? So they have their eyes at the door and you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's, that's something to think about. Um, And I'll tell you like this, as much as I typically like harp on training and I I try to connect everything we talk about back to the importance of getting training. um, This, this is one of the few things I think where like you almost, you almost don't really need training. You just really have to adjust your mindset and decide that you're going to start paying attention. Um, because if you do that and you, that exact same scenario that you just laid out, if you walk in, if, if the next, everybody that's listening, the next time you go to a restaurant, because uh, I think they talk about it, speaking of tying everything back to a movie, in Fight Club, they talk about how most people, most of the time, will go so far out of their way to avoid confrontation or avoid a fight that, that I think it plays into a, like a lot of people's cause in, in America, you know, I think a lot of people try to be polite and you don't want to offend anybody and you don't want to come across as confrontational and you don't want to come across as hostile and you don't want to trigger anybody. So we've kind of gotten to a point where everybody likes to, I've noticed because I make eye contact with people when I speak that right. like now a lot of people don't make eye contact when, when they speak. Um, so just a simple mindset shift of the next time you go into a restaurant, put your phone away, pick your head up and actually look at people and actually look at what's going on around you. Like it, it I think you'll be really surprised at how much you can pick up and uh, how much you can, um, not assume what's the word I'm looking for, Chris, like, uh, like you'll really get an intuition for, for people. If you just put your phone away, pick your head up and actually analyze people. Um, because I think, again, I think most people, most of the time in their day-to-day life, you try not to make eye contact and you try not to stare at this person for too long and you try, you know, but try it. Right. Look around. One, and, you See know, what you can pick up from people. Like one of those exercises that are always, always fun, and you can probably figure out where you can do these, are those exercises where they tell you to study a room or study a picture or study something for X amount of time, and then they take mm-hmm. it away from you, and then they ask you certain things about the scenario that you just witnessed and you just looked at. And that's great for a lot of things, right? Just for witness, like if you ever do witness a crime or if you ever do have to recall information, those are important skills to acquire or to hone. Um, And that doesn't take, I mean, you don't have to go travel to a, to a spot to do it. You don't need to go acquire a thousand rounds to do it. You don't, you don't need to do any of that. You can do that probably on the internet or with a person in your family, a friend, a loved one, somebody that is in your network of this community, that is a great exercise to, to attempt to try. Um, I, I challenge anybody to do that one. Pick scenarios. There are, sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say that there, there's actually online resources for, for doing exactly what we were talking about because, um, if you want to, uh, if you want to take the exam and you want to apply to be a police officer, right? Most uh, police officer exams and tests they do exactly what you're talking about. They'll show you a picture for two minutes, and it'll just be a picture of an intersection. And you get you they they tell you you've got two minutes to study this picture, and it's just it, it's just a picture of 
cars stopped at an intersection. And then after two minutes is over, they take it away and they say, um, what color was the stoplight? What color was the car that was right in front of you from your point of view? What was the first letter of the license plate? What was the yeah. ethnicity of the person driving? So anyway, my point is there's like actually free resources online for people that are trying to become police officers that you can take these like police officer practice tests. Yep. And that's always a, that's part of everyone I've ever seen. Yep. And uh, you can you can it's actually like a, a little free way to train yourself on uh, how to become a better observer. Yeah. And I, and, and like I said, the, I, the next time you go out to dinner with your wife or husband or whoever you're going out to dinner with, do that, challenge them right there and just say, listen, look around the room. Okay. Close your eyes. Give them, give them five, give them two minutes, give them two minutes in there. Close your eyes. What color was the shirt of the waiter? Or what color was the, mm -hmm. you know, like something very simple. Just start with one. But I guarantee you when you start that, you'll start to want to absorb more of that and try more of that because I think it's very, very important. Is that is that a, a skill set or a technique of, of a gray man? 100%. Like being able to, you know, recall details from a situation are 100% are important for um for moving on i mean just again knowing what just happened being able to pass that information on or use that information at a later time and once you start to recognize like a pattern of when you try to memorize a room like uh, you know a person that's wearing a pink shirt stands out well then that can be like a little kind of note to self if i don't want to be yeah. If I don't want to stand out, don't wear a pink shirt. Yeah. Um, if if when you look around the room, the the person with the huge American flag shirt stands right. out. Yeah. Maybe take a little note, like maybe I don't need to wear a shirt that has an, a huge American flag on it. Uh, so so doing these exercises and starting to kind of do trend analysis that can also help you figure out how it was best to not stand out when when you're trying to memorize a room and you think about what are the things that are standing out to you? Yeah, definitely. It, you know, it, it, and I think, I mean, I, I love taking a firearms class. I mean, and I, I'll do it as much as I possibly can. Um, but I don't think I've done one of these since a college class. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I went, I went to school for um, forensic psychology and you got to take some of those. And there were some of those situations where it was, okay, you know, take a look at this image and once we get past it, okay, what, what was that person wearing? Where were they situated in the room? Um, go back to that movie with uh, Eddie Murphy and Michael Rappaport, Metro. Um, they were, uh, I think they were negotiators or whatever, but there was a scene where they did that. Um, there was, there, there was actually a, another cool scene in that movie about critical thinking uh, and thinking outside the box. Um, and it has to do with a, a, a bottle cap and a and a glass bottle, um, but I'll let y'all go back and watch that one and figure that out. But um, you know, th there there are there are a lot of different skill sets that we can acquire um, to make us better prepared for all situations. Um, hopefully, we never have to use any of them. Um, and, and that's, that's being just sincere. I, I never hope that I have to use any of those, but I'd rather be prepared for those and, uh, and not have to, you know, wish that I wish that I had more training at a time when I needed it. So mm -hmm. I think that's just kind of an important takeaway from this. There, and there's uh just a, Oh, by the way, the uh, the movie Spy Game with Robert Redford and Brad Pitt. Great There's game. a really great, a great scene movie. in that movie. Yep. Just watch where that. they're sitting in a restaurant talking exactly about what we're talking about, and he talks about using the reflection in the water pitcher to be oh, able yeah. to see behind you. And when you really start to take a look around, what's happening in the room around you? Oh, that guy over there is sitting with a woman who's obviously not his wife, but he has a wedding ring right. on his finger. So he, you know, and but that's a really yeah. Good scene that goes to what we're talking about as well. And yeah, obviously that was a movie based on people in the CIA. Um, you know, the, the CIA is, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very interesting to me. It's very intriguing. Um, 
if I could go back to uh, a younger me at a, at a time when I was making life choices, who knows, I would have maybe become an accountant for the CIA. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but that's a, that is, and who knows, you know, you never know if it's just, if it's as exciting. Uh, there's a, I think the guy is Sean Ryan. He's got a podcast out there and, um, I believe one of his episodes that just came out was a multi episode series based on one of the CIA operatives, people, however you call them that were, uh, in Benghazi, um, Mm -hmm. for that situation. And, you know, whether that is a, uh, a real or a semi-real depiction of of what they did over there, but I I'd be curious to go and and listen to or, or watch his his episode, and I, I might actually do that. So if any of you are interested in that, but again, some of this stuff, whether the you know whether you watch the Gray Man show that or the movie that was just out on Netflix, which by the way is a very entertaining movie. If you haven't watched it, go see it. But uh, or whether hang on, yeah. is there a movie called Gray Man? Yeah, I, I've told you about this. There is? Yes. No, I... Recently, I sw- this past year, Ryan Gosling, Anna de Armas, Chris Evans, Billy Bob Thornton. It is a... It is I a, swear this is new information for me. Really? I thought I told you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, it's a... Well, I'll tell you this, it's man. It's like, I've served my entire military career thinking that somebody from the CIA was, is going to like show up one day because like they're going to, you know, the CIA is going to review my personnel file and they're going to see that I'm a skydiver and a scuba diver and a world-class shooter and medical trained and this and that. And they're going to recruit me for some secret mission. It's never happened. And but well, like you know. <laughs> going back to the gray man thing though, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really a tattoo guy. I don't, I, I got, I don't really have a whole bunch of tattoos and like, I'll tell you that's mainly because um, way back when I was stationed at SEAL Team 3, like a guy that was there that, you know, uh, pre-9-11, when most Navy SEALs really didn't get that much operational experience because there really wasn't any real-world operations or wars or anything going on, um, a guy that I was friends with there at SEAL Team 3 who was who was a, a SEAL and, and had had been a dev group guy uh, previously. Um, he told me the story of uh, him and his platoon. They were about to go on this actual real world op. That was like this very secret thing in this place where American troops should not be. And uh, it was a platoon of Navy SEALs conducting the operation, but there was a CIA advisor or something there. And uh, they saw that he had an American flag tattoo on his arm. And like they, he said, just like out of a movie, this like CIA guy comes in there with like this little medical kit and pulls out like a, a local anesthetic and a scalpel and like literally cuts the American flag tattoo out of his arm and like slaps a bandage on it. It's like, okay, good go. And so that, you know, that, that him telling me that story was honestly a driving force into why I never really got any tattoos. Cause I've always expected a CIA well, there assassin it is. recruiter to, to show up at work and then they never have. And, and now, my time in the military is almost up, so I think that ship has sailed. And now it's time to just get tattooed from head to toe. No. All right. Well, folks, listen. Yes, I'm gonna, yes actually, yes, I'm going to get tattooed gray. There you go. Just all gray. gray. I like it. Then you will yep. be the epitome of gray man. Folks, we these hours go by very, very fast. And I know, you know, I, Jamie and I could just sit here and go on for hours and just, I mean, we have, like we've, we've, we've spent a lot of time. Well, we on the do phones. in our own time. Exactly. We do. And, and it's funny too. I call you and it's, you know, they're hour long conversations. I call Paul, they're hour long conversations and it's just catching up and just talking about a, a bunch of different things. But, um, thank you guys for spending some of your time listening to us again today or watching us today. Um, I, I would love to hear how many, how many things you catch out of a two minute viewing of a scenario and how many you just completely blow it. Um, but challenge yourself to that. And, uh, thank you again for spending your time. Like I said, be safe out there. And until next time, don't be somebody's resupply, Jamie. And remember it's easy to be hard, but it's hard to be smart. Be smart. All right, folks, take care.